Hello, 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 guys. Welcome back to Why Not You Podcast. I just want to thank you guys for coming in, tuning in, knowing that you can stop by here for a word of encouragement. As always, we give God a thanks and the glory. So, Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for everything that you're doing. We thank you, Lord, for just being with us on this day. And I just ask you, Lord, that you just cover me, Lord, as I speak on on the word that you have downloaded in me. I thank you, Lord, for giving me the vision. I thank you, Lord, for just speaking to me. And I thank you, Lord, for just continually blessing the Why Not You podcast. So I just ask all these things in Jesus name. Amen. Amen, guys. Amen. Oh, Jesus, my spirit is heavy today. Can I be real with you guys? Like, I've been kind of thinking, like, what should I post? What should I say? And honestly, I'm just going to be transparent with my life right now. Like, I am in a state of where God is really just showing me. He's really showing me things, guys. Like, you know, in the book of Revelations and just in throughout the Bible, it talks about the last days of people's just hearts being hardened and drawing cold and all these things, right? <clears throat> and I'm like, well, people already kind of mean as it is. But man, guys, I am so burdened to know things that are unfolding and you know, you can't help the family that you're born in. You can't help that. And it's crazy because I've been through so much in my life. Good, bad, and indifferent. I've learned a lot of lessons. I've learned a lot of wisdom. I've learned a lot of things. And so, you know, my cousin said something last night. It was very, like, penetrating. Like, it just really, like, hit me. And it was like, he was like, man, I, I, I got to be honest. Like, he was like... <clears throat> I, I don't know how to put my wall down because, you know, I always think in the back of my mind, like, is somebody doing what? What is the everybody's out for a game? Are they truly authentically doing something because they want something in return? And, you know, it's crazy how somebody can feel the same thing that you feel. Right. A lot of times it's hard for me to accept help because I don't know what the agenda is. I don't know. And sometimes the fear in my mind sets in because of traumatizing moments that I've had or encounters that I've had with people of this is why I don't ask for help or this is why I don't ask for this. But the thing is, is that God never intended for you to struggle on your own. God never intended for you to go through things by yourself. And so when he said that, it really just kind of like touched my heart because, you know, he's in a, un, he's in a, in a weird situation. Um, and so, you know, just talking to him and encouraging him through the days. And I, I learned from him and it's crazy because I felt like that. I felt like I didn't have anybody. And the thing is, is that I've also been embedded in my mind that you don't need anybody. Don't do this because people will fail you and blah, 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 blah. And the thing is, is that somebody else took it upon what their experience was to put that on me. And so I grew up with that mentality of ain't nobody going to help you. Ain't nobody going to this. Now, 
growing like me raising my kids I used to tell my kids that hey you know what you know if somebody tells you they're gonna do something and they don't continuously follow through words mean everything so words of action means more than empty words so if you see somebody who continuously delivers empty words then don't put your expectation on them Because that's something totally different. And I think a lot of us struggle through that in life is that we put these expectations on people and things. And then when they disappoint us, then we become angry and we become bitter. And then we feel some type of way. But the thing is, God never told you to put expectation on that person. You got to believe in the God in that person. And sometimes the God in that person hasn't even been activated yet. Because they have gotten so far into the world that the God in them is very, very, very mute right now. And I was like that at one point. I was making decisions knowing that they were wrong. I was making decisions knowing that, you know what? I can deal with the consequence later. I was making decisions like, yup. And I was pushing forth through that thing in my flesh. I was like, yup, I know this is wrong, but I'm still doing it. So I know how that feels. But then I got to the point that I spiraled down so bad that I was like, this is not, this is not feeling well. It doesn't even amuse me. It doesn't appease me. Like, this is not okay. And I know I'm talking to somebody out there that's struggling, that is struggling. And maybe you're struggling with your family. Maybe you're struggling with your significant other. Maybe you're struggling with your kids. I don't know. Whatever that your struggle is, let me tell you what the answer is. Getting in a quiet place. I know sometimes everybody's like, oh, like, what do I say to God? I don't know what to say. Sometimes you don't need to say anything. Sometimes God just wants you to be alone so he can have a moment with you. Just like sometimes you may tell your spouse, I just want to be quiet. I just want to be in a place with you just to absorb your presence, right? That's what God wants to do with us. Sometimes God wants us in that place so he can just work on our hearts, Reveal to us things that we need to work on. Like God is a loving God. God is an amazing God. And the thing is, is that God would line things up and you don't even know. Sometimes even through the trials and the tribulations, God is still working in the background and he's still activating healing and he's still doing something that resonates in your spirit to want to do better. Even through the trial, even when you're like, I just, let me tell you, I used to struggle with knowing that I was nice. I honestly used to pray to God and say, God, I wish I was mean. I used to be like, God, I wish I was mean. I wish I can go off on somebody. I wish I could be strong and headed like this person so people won't take advantage of me. I wish I could cuss people out. And I mean, I used to have these conversations in my head because I used to see some of my friends that I knew i used to see some of my friends that i knew and i know that i would see them do things and i would see how they people would respect them and people wouldn't take advantage of them and i was like man i want to be like that and i'm like why why god like why am i so nice that people take advantage of it 
But we have to understand that sometimes we move prematurely without asking God for what is it that he wants. Like sometimes I was running vainly just helping people. And then I got so exhausted that I was like, God, like I can't do this anymore. But God's like, I never told you to do that. I never told you to do that thing that you did. So now you exhausted in the spirit because you want to not because I told you. Obedience is key. And I'm learning that even when things hurt, even when you don't understand stuff, you got to get in that quiet place for God to reveal to you the good, the bad and the ugly. And then sit, sit there and let God heal you from it and stop picking up the burdens that God never intended you to pick up. Stop worrying about the person. Stop worrying about the, the, the outcome. Like, oh, Jesus, thank you, Holy Spirit. Stop worrying about outcomes that at the end of the day, God is the one that's going to ordain the outcome. He already knows what's going to be. He's the uh, alpha and the omega. Sometimes we make situations bigger than what they are and we make it such an idol in our mind that we lose focus on what the thing that God is telling us to do. And we have to understand that the moment that you let go and the moment that you trust 100%, not 99%, not 90%, but the moment that you 100% trust God. And that's not an easy thing. What does trusting God looks like? It means having faith in the unknown. Let me tell you something. I'm on a whole different journey. And sometimes I ask myself, what am I doing right now? Like, this person is different from me. Like even, even in my marriage, I've questioned my marriage. I'm like, God, I am literally night and day for my husband. But the thing is, is that I cannot sit here and control something that wasn't meant for me to control. But do you know what keeps me going? Even when I see my son doing things, you know what keeps me going? My faith. My faith in knowing that when I hear other people's testimonies, when I see other people who have evolved, the first thing I say is, God, if you could do it for them, I know you could do it for me. God, I know if you changed me, you can change them. God, I know if you healed me, you can heal them. God, I know. And when you start speaking into existence, you begin to believe that thing. And you just sit and you wait. Even I'm going to show you an example like like our president was doing this school forgiveness thing. I didn't even apply for it because I was like, well, I ain't make no payments on my loan. And I remember talking to my pastor. She's like, man, I just got one hundred and fifty thousand dollars forgiven. And I was like, what? And she's like, yeah, I said, but that won't work for me. She's like, just try. And I was like, you know what? I am. I applied by faith. Then the people were like, man, you got to re- re- um, consolidate all your loans. And I was like, oh, I don't know, because that means I'm omitting to the debt, right? Went through the process. Even when the process didn't make sense to me, I went through the process. Then I filled out the paperwork from work because I've been working at my job almost 10 years, almost 10 years. But the requirement is that you have to work 10 years at a nonprofit organization in order to get your loans forgiven with making payments. Again, I've never made payments. But I went by faith. 
did it anyway. Then there was a little paper, like a little five second questionnaire online. Did that too. Covered all my points. Then they were like, oh, you got to refill out this paperwork. Mind you, it was like closer to the deadline. I was like, man, had to go to HR, have them fill it out for me and resubmit it. So the whole time I'm like, God, I believe, I believe that you're going to get rid of my school loans by the end of this year of 2022. I believe it. Lord, I know you're going to do it. Yes, yes, yes. My loans are forgiven. I'm going to be debt free. Like this is something I'm proclaiming over myself to the point that I believe that I am going to be debt free. I am debt free. And so in November, um, in December, I got this paperwork from the school loan people and they're like, OK, we received your loans now. And they're like, um, but unfortunately, we can't approve you at this time. And I'm like, what? I'm like, OK. I'm like, all right. Mind you, actually, rewind a couple months back. I got an email saying that one of the school that I went to are being sued for some type of fraudulent stuff. So I'm like, okay, but now in December, I'm getting these letters saying that unfortunately they can't approve me for the school forgiveness and that they'll hold on to my application. And I'm like, nope, God, I don't receive that because I know that you are going to forgive my school loans. If you did it for them, you can do it for me. Whatever is in your will is going to happen for me. So I never got a letter. See, sometimes what happens for somebody else doesn't mean it's going to happen the same exact way for you. So I never got a letter like everybody did saying, hey, we have we have um, forgiving your debt or whatever. So there's a um, app called Credit Karma and I got e I get an email every time something changes on my credit report and something says, hey, you've had a, an account removed from your credit. And I was like, what account? I ain't paying that enough. Go on there. And I no longer see my student loans on there. It says account has been closed. So I called my first lady. I was like, hey, what happened when your stuff got approved? Like, I never got a letter, but it's off my credit report. She's like, oh, well, then it's done. That's a done deal. So just because somebody's story ended up one way doesn't mean that it, it's going to happen the same way for you. And sometimes what happens is that the enemy will come in to make you feel like you are non-deserving or this is not going to happen for you because he wants you to lose faith. But the Bible says that faith without works is dead. So you sitting here saying it, but not believing it. That's no bueno. And that's something that I'm working on, even with everything around me, is that even though I don't see it, I'm going to believe that change is coming and change is uncomfortable. Change is, doesn't feel well. Change sometimes can be overwhelming because sometimes you may not know where to begin. You may not know what to do. You may, you know, you get overwhelmed through the process. It's not an easy process. But I want to come on here and encourage you guys to know that you have to put your trust in God. Get in that quiet place and allow him to do what he do. Stay encouraged in these last days because it's not easy. Be in the word because the word renewing your mind daily. God even says to renew your mind daily because your thoughts war against your flesh. Remind yourself who you are in Christ. Remind yourself, even when things are falling apart, remind yourself. 
who you are and who God made you to be. Despite what everybody thinks of you, despite of everything, what people say about you, remind yourself who you are in Christ. I, I pray that this word has blessed you. I pray that this podcast has blessed you today. And until next time, I'll talk to you guys on Why Not You podcast.